0: hey y'all welcome to sex ed for you the podcast where research meets reality i am lauren a certified holistic sexuality educator and i'm holland and i have a bachelor of
1: science in public health sex ed for you's podcast is for people who want to date and have great sex that is fun and safe and enjoyable we like to empower our listeners to make informed decisions that lead to values-based living hello hello good morning Good morning, everybody. Happy Christmas. Happy Christmas! Or New Year's or whenever you're listening to this. We are pre-recording these for the holiday
0: times. Because I'm going home, baby. Going back to Texas. Next week. Literally a week from today. Hmm.
1: (laughs) So happy holidays to all of you who are also with family. Yeah. We see you. We love you. If you are sneaking to listen to this podcast or if you've popped it in your ears while your family is around you. We support you. We see you. So we kind of thought that we could talk about that and sex over Christmas holidays with families and just kind of all of the dynamics. Mm -hmm. We've already talked about the stressful part, so let's kind of, we'll try to keep this a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah. But it can be tough. Like, Mm -hmm. it can be tough to take a partner back to Christmas. It can be really stressful on partner dynamics. It can be really stressful just solo. Yeah. Oh, my God. We should also talk about, like, masturbation. One of my friends has a hilarious story of like leaving her vibrator at home for Christmas and her dad like having to mail it to her because it was like an expensive one.
0: Oh God. And she had to
1: say like, dad, I need you to do something for me. Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, good morning, everybody or evening or whatever you're listening. But yeah, let's talk. This This is fun. Okay. I like this subject. Yeah.
0: I really... I think there's such a, not a stereotype, but almost like a Hallmark <laughs> movie type of like going home for Christmas and like your high school exes are there. Mm-hmm. Anyone who ha- you've ever dated that's in your hometown is there. So there's that like pressure of like, am I going to see them? Am I going to fuck them? Like, what am I going to do when I go back home? And then there's the added layer of like, if you bring someone back, yeah, not only are they meeting your family, if you're walking around downtown and you see an ex, mm-hmm. like there's this just whole weird dynamic going here <laughs> you've lived in the same place I, I was life. like
1: sitting here thinking like so funny for me because when you live, and shout out to anyone else who's like me, who literally lives in the town they were born in, because it's like your life is on public display. Like, everybody knows every ex you've had, right? So the gossip here in my town is when, yeah, my ex-husband and I and my current husband and my kid are all in a coffee shop together. Everybody's like, You can literally see it. You can see people pick up their phones to text someone to say, like, you'll never believe who all is in this room. Oh, my God. So... I get to live that out just on the reg
0: that sounds terrible
1: it's really you know I've even read some research about like we should get to go away yeah like that the the kind of we should get to go into our chrysalis and then come out as a butterfly like yeah. many times in our lives and yeah i don't I don't recommend honestly I Staying mean in the same listen realm. everybody here is beautiful and wonderful and I love them but wow it is tough to reinvent yourself. Yeah. When you're with the same people.
0: Close quarters. Mm-hmm. I would feel the same way being back home. I mean I did feel the same way. That's why I mm-hmm. moved. That's why, you moved. <laughs> That's why I moved. So I moved across you the country. Up, <laughs> you <up and> moved.
1: <sighs> yeah so let's talk about right before we popped on I was saying that a lot of clients have recently told me stories about going home and it's probably because holiday times is coming and how they love to have like sneaky sex while they're like in their partner's childhood bedroom right Mm -hmm. like while the family's out Mm -hmm. and then I also have just as many clients who tell me "Ooh, gross never I would be too horrified I would be too embarrassed so let's we'll make a poll but like I want everybody think about (laughs) whoever's listening like which camp do you fall in
0: yeah Which camp do you fall in?
1: Oh, totally the sneaky one. Like, oh my God. It's like (laughs) one of the hottest things in the world. I think it makes me more horny. Like, 100%. Like, give me the stressful situations. There was
0: literally a time, this is not holiday related, but there was literally a time in high school where my boyfriend and I built a fort in my living room, my parents' living room, and I literally gave him head in the living room.
1: This is amazing.
0: I... You know, I'm. It's not my proudest moment, but it did happen.
1: Okay, well, (laughs) this is me you're talking to. So I have also. It wasn't a. It might have been Christmas Eve, but yeah, one of my casual friends with benefits. There there was like a party thing going on, and we were in his like apartment. But there were like multiple people lived there. Mm. But he was something he had to like turn in on the computer. Some, he needed to do something on the computer.
0: So you went with him. So
1: <laughs> I was just like, I'm going to go check on so-and-so. And then totally like, yeah, ends up just chasing, Gave him a blowjob while he was doing the I thing.
0: Oh my God, yes. And I <laughs> I dated a gamer. And I w- used to give him head while he was doing like his uh-huh. games. And uh-huh. that would be so funny because he's like on headset with his mm-hmm. friends. And I'd be like, hee, 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 you can't make noise. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. I love doing shit like
1: that. I do too.
0: And I would always... I'm notorious tease but like mm-hmm. going to my parents house for dinner or whatever like I'm always just touching all up on them like uh-huh. haha uh-huh. you're hard now uh-huh. I'm yeah. hot I'm like horny but nobody can tell
1: right <laughs> listen people with vulvas we have it hard enough in the world yeah. I always like to say it's like the one wonderful thing yeah. that no one can tell yeah I mean maybe like our nipples getting hard but our nipples would also get hard if it's like the wind blew too cold yeah and I'm, not and I'm exactly usually horny. wearing a bra. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh huh. Uh So it's like, ha, Uh
0: this is my one thing. One thing I get to have, and I'm going to make you Uh very hard now. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but I even, I'm trying to remember. This is funny for everybody. So a little bit of backstory. My ex-husband is now happily gay. But he really, truly, and there's research to support this, did not know that he was gay. Like he had repressed it, right? So there were times, there were seasons when we had fine sex, and I do remember going home to his place, it went to his, like, his whole family lives on one big expansive piece of property. It was originally a dairy farm. It's 400 acres, but, like, e- there were three kids born to the parents, and every one of those three kids got married, built a house on the property, then all of their kids also have houses on the oh, property. Sweet so baby Jesus. My ex-husband was the only one who didn't live on the property. Honestly,
0: lucky you for not uh-huh. having to live That would have
1: been very scary. Um, But we would go home for holidays and stuff like that, and I still remember, yeah, like, getting so horny at the thought of, yeah, we could have sex in this bedroom. And sometimes we did. But he – yeah, he (laughs) obviously was gay, but also the anxiety would just – it was not fun for him. Yeah. Not at all. Why do you – in your own body, why is it exciting for you? Talk about all the things. It doesn't need to be, um, like, research-based.
0: Ooh. I think for me it's because – there's a lot of pressure around like fully going to sex. Like for me, penetrative intercourse feels like there's a barrier breakthrough there. Like mm-hmm. all the things before are not as much stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. And so when you're in a scenario where people may walk into you, the likelihood that you're actually gonna have penetrative intercourse is a lot smaller. So I feel like there's so much less stress because I'm like, oh. You can't push me to have penetrative intercourse. We can just do, like, the fun stuff. <laughs> so it's just, like, that pressure is relieved for one. Mm-hmm. And then also, I don't know, it, like, heightens all your senses. The adrenaline's mm-hmm. going, which is definitely the science side mm-hmm. of it. But it's just fun. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. I think it's how you use and how you treat your adrenaline, mm-hmm. honestly. Is it any of the violating
1: prohibitions, like, doing naughty stuff? Or is that not so much for you? This is why it's so fun. Maybe? People, ask your friends. This is so fun.
0: I don't know. I don't think so. Because uh-huh. breaking rules for me, I'm so like a projector type for mm-hmm. person. Because breaking <laughs> rules for me, I follow rules to the T if they make sense to me. If a rule does not make sense to me, then I regard it as not existing. Mm-hmm. So it's like I am a rule follower unless it's illogical.
1: You and my husband, <laughs> and he's like, "That's <laughs> so, it." Literally, is no longer a rule. Yeah, it's and I'm like, like "Uh, but yeah. somebody else says it's a rule." In no, no, guy. no,
0: it's not. It's no longer a rule because it's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's just completely null and void. So, for the the excitement
1: for you is what? Like, why is it exciting? This is so fun to hear inside of other because
0: it's just
1: because I, there's a barrier.
0: Because there's a barrier. Because kind of like the idea of being caught I guess Ooh,
1: yeah 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 which is so lovely and kinky yeah right? like <laughs> a client said this week like anything can be kinky and I was like yeah anything can be kinky and she was like anything can be kinky
0: <laughs> <laughs> what I a fun that. revelation and it was the best god I love kinky, right like that
1: it we huh, I think we in our minds, especially for those who have, you know, grew up sheltered or were like, oh, I'm not that. Yeah. Right. We we see kink is like the extremist yeah. stuff and shame on porn for like, you know, making us think that everything's got to be extremism all the time. That's not necessarily the case. It really isn't. Yeah. If you like, you know, fooling around with your husband of 20 years yeah. in your childhood bedroom, then like, yeah, you little kinky. Do it. Do it. Do it, do it. Yeah, maybe you would get caught. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. For me, I think it totally is the naughtiness factor. Really? Um. 100%. Yeah, I totally wouldn't mind getting caught either. I'd be like, oh, me? Me? hmm But then I so agree with you of there's this deliciousness found, especially for people with clitorises, in we probably aren't going to do penetration. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Or, but see – even for me, like if I had a skirt on that could somehow cover my whole lap and I could straddle someone, uh-huh. That's also so hot. I'll go there. That's for in sure. fantasies of mine yeah. forever and ever. Amen. Yeah. Um and y'all, okay, while we're on this train, this Christmas Polar Express,
0: <laughs> um,
1: I so encourage you as you're listening to this episode in your family home to be thinking about what parts of this are hot for you because they can become pieces of fantasy and yeah. can help you know what types of erotic literature or audio erotica you could be into. If some of these things that Holland and I are saying, you're like, "Oh yeah, that's hot to me too, hold on to that. Like, mm-hmm. hold on to that piece because that's a piece of your core erotic theme mm-hmm. that you might not have known. Yeah. And so many people are, are like, <laughs> say to me, oh, I don't fantasize. And I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah. You just haven't thought about yeah. what it is that turns you on. So for me, that whole kind of like, hidden like I'm doing something but other people don't know super hot for me Same. super super hot for me mm-hmm I'm trying to think of other stories oh god yeah once right after my ex-husband and I were married my, this is all so sad this is all so good um We, my mom had just died. Okay, so the reason my ex-husband and I even got married when we did is that my mom was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. I promise to keep this light, everybody. My (laughs) story is just kind of weirdly sad. And so we got married. She died. Then we all went on this family vacation. I'm the oldest of five siblings to the beach that we had always gone to as a family, Mm -hmm. like literally months later. And so. Ex-husband and I are newly married. We had a bedroom with two twin beds, like at the front of this house. You push them together. I, I don't even know what we did, but anyway, we would we were constantly trying to find times to be alone together because we were new, newly yeah. married. But anyway, I do remember us having sex on the floor. In that bedroom while my little siblings, because my youngest sibling is 11 years younger than me, yeah. were looking for us. And was like, have you seen Lauren and so-and-so? Like, have you seen them? And, like, knocking on the door, and we're, like, pretending not to be in there. Um, for me, it's exciting. Again, for yeah. him, it never was. Like, yeah. it was just too stressful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- there's a research principle that I can't remember right now that talks about anxiety in the body. Yeah. And so anxiety is 100% an aphrodisiac until it's not.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, like the, the tipping, tipping point. point.
1: What would be your tipping point? Like what would be, uh, no, that's no longer arousing for me.
0: Mm. God, I, I it just depends on the situation, I guess. But I think it would be, I don't even know. Give me an example. Like what's yours?
1: Um. I don't mind, obviously, I'm a parent, so obviously I have sex in my house when my kid is home, but if my kid hurt themselves, Mm. if there was pain somewhere else in the house, if she was crying, um, if I heard a crash, if something broke, if I could smell fire, um, all of these things would take me from fun anxiety to not fun anxiety. Um, Time boundness is also like an aphrodisiac. I can I love a quickie but like if I had a client at a certain time and I know you say I like to bend time and stuff but I, I don't like if I had a client who I had to hop on zoom with at a certain time and like it was getting closer and closer like that time boundness goes from exciting and arousing to like no, like this is not gonna happen. Like yeah. I'm now too stressed thinking about what time it and is. I'm not gonna be late for a client because yeah. I was having sex.
0: Yeah, my neurospiciness will not allow me to do anything within time bound. Uh-huh. Time See, bound stresses me the fuck mm-hmm. out. Like I need, hmm, I was about to say an hour, but honestly I think more than that because it just stresses me out. I'm like, then I have to make sure I look good. Mm-hmm. Then I have to go. And when I have meetings on my computer, I'm sitting in front of my computer 30 minutes before then. It stresses me out to not be there, thirty minutes in advance, because I just time is not the same to people with like neurospiciness. No, it's like I'm it's so, completely different. No, um, just the way our brains even mm-hmm. process it. And so for me, if I'm not thirty minutes early, I'm going to be late. And so that it just stresses me out. I just can't do it.
1: <laughs> I poor Holland last week. We were in here doing all our recordings, and I had a client, and she's, like, just sitting there, like, rocking. <laughs> like, she's so respectful. <laughs> My just like, stressing your nervous system out. I'm never going to know. I still made it totally on you time did. for the client. It's fine. It's just I just had to walk stressful. to the other room, but still, she was so stressed. Um, oh, God, I was just going to think of something. Okay, let's talk about this then, maybe because maybe there is no tipping point when it comes to – Okay, well, I mean, if your parent was standing in the room – like it's one, Would that be a tipping point? <laughs> good, good. No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: mm-hmm. was notorious, dear God, mom, Never, don't watch this. <laughs> I was notorious for a little under-the-blanket action, uh-huh. for sure. Yeah. Like, on the couch, watching a movie. So, yeah, um, th- that doesn't really stress me out. That's really fun to me. Mm-hmm.
1: I, Y'all, if you're traveling with a partner, ask them these questions. It's so fun to see... What's a turn on and what's a turn off? And, you know, a phrase we use in the sex world all the time is um, don't yuck somebody else's yum. Yeah. Right. So just because that's a real turn on to Holland and might not be a turn on to you, it's never nice to like be like, ew, gross. You're so gross. No, that usually comes from conditioning or this, that or the other thing. Um, Again, when somebody is trusting you enough to share something that really sexually excites them, that's vulnerable. It's inherently mm-hmm. vulnerable. And so to shoot it down with a yuck face, which is yeah. d- totally developmentally normal for when you're like a teenager, for yeah. us to be like, ew, gross. No, try not to do it as an adult. Yeah. Be be like, wow, a wow is good. Yeah. If that's not something I would never, like, that would make yeah. me feel uncomfortable. Sure, that that's totally fun yeah. to share.
0: Like a wow or a... I've never thought of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't come to my mind. Yeah. But like, don't just be mean about it. <laughs> no. Unnecessary. Um, yeah. And then I also thought it would be really fun to talk about with
1: your partner how far you'd want to go. Right. Uh-huh. So some people are like, no, I wouldn't want to do penetrative intercourse because that would be scary and exposing. Yeah. But I would do fill in the blank. Yeah. Right. Which could be titillating. You know, I was going to say it. titillating.
0: Ding, ding, ding
1: um, for another sexual encounter in which you both feel comfortable. Yeah. Right. Like it would just be fun to have a conversation of like, okay, well, what about if we touch each other and like fondle each mm-hmm. other? Um, do you feel comfortable with this, that like taking time to explore these different things would be really fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, cause even if you aren't into like actually doing anything, it can be really fun to just tease, like have a really like There's a difference between, like, slapping an ass and, like, really grabbing Mm -hmm. their ass in the kitchen. You know, like, do something like that when nobody's around, and then later Mm -hmm. the sex will be really good. So there are different boundaries that I think couples can go to.
1: I think it's genius that you just mentioned that because I wanted to circle back to what you said of the fun part is knowing that, like – There's not going to be penetration. And I talk with a ton of my clients, especially with vaginismus or fear of penetration, about all the good parts, right? So having a conversation with your partner about what are the fooling around things that we want to do, what displays of affection in public in front of my family that are totally naughty can we do without the expectation that you're going to be demanding penetration later, right? We still have this concept and this culture of like being a cock tease or being a blue baller have these conversations like hey can we yeah touch each other under the the table knowing that this is turning us both on without me feeling guilty later that i didn't give you sex
0: yeah go ahead i was gonna say like whenever we've spoken about this with clients too about removing the expectations often makes you more excited to actually do it i think the likelihood of having penetrative intercourse for me just skyrockets when the expectation of penetrative intercourse is removed from the situation. When I am given permission to enjoy what I want for what it is, that is when I actually want penetrative intercourse. The expectation of it is what stresses me out.
1: Somebody said, a client this week said, I love this podcast cause I'm getting to see how brilliant Holland is. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Yes. Yes. Welcome world. Welcome. Thank you. Yes. So I heard it said that when an invitation to sex becomes an obligation Mm -hmm. for sex, it turns anyone off, Mm -hmm. right? Like I'm obligated to Mm -hmm. have sex with this person because I touched them under the Christmas dinner table. Yeah. Ugh, right? But I'm inviting them to have sex with me later because I was so turned on by this. Yeah. Super hot. Mm -hmm. But yes, talking about removing expectations. So great. So, 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 so,
0: great. I'm not signing a paper whenever I start touching you. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this must happen later. (laughs) I just really, I want to touch because it's fun to be touched and to touch. Mm -hmm. I want to tease because it's fun. I don't Mm want to do it Mm -hmm. because there's like a goal at the end of it. I'm not very goal oriented when it comes to sex.
1: And, oh, the journey can be so much of the fun. Right? Like so much of the fun. We could save this for the next episode, but we could kind of tease it out here. I wanted to talk about mutual masturbation, like the concept of this. And I was just thinking, though, that so maybe we can expound on it in the next episode. But I was thinking that a really good way to satisfy like a desire for an orgasm from two bodies that have Mm -hmm. been flirting all day at their family home would be to mutually masturbate. Like, yes, you are maybe sharing a bed, but maybe it is really squeaky. And Mm -hmm. maybe your teenage brother is in the other room, and you don't want to do that. Being Making eye contact with your partner or not and being close and snuggled up and having just had that inappropriate moment, but touching your own body and having the sexual agency to do that with somebody it's really exhilarating. It is. Like, really exhilarating. It can be much quieter. Yeah. And we all have, listen, yeah, maybe we really will talk about masturbation and mutual masturbation on I the next episode. Should. Now I'm excited. <laughs> um, we all have, most of us taught ourselves to masturbate in a secret and, like, mm. must be fast, must be quiet mm. way. And so, yeah, way to... Way to pull upon your archival techniques Absolutely. of how to come quietly and silently mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, doing it beside your partner there, there should never be any shame in that. No, like never. Yeah. Any other like Christmas holiday tidbits? No, Yeah. I we think... have like a couple more minutes or we could just make this one a short one.
0: No, it's okay. I don't know. I know. Like mm-hmm. what else do we have about the holiday tidbitties? <laughs> the holiday biddies. <laughs> of um, is that a word like a phrase you've ever heard used to go biddies that was a big ass thing where we where i come yeah, from yeah right
1: i mean it's like big old titties right yeah but like
0: to go biddies
1: <laughs> no so i don't i here. don't think anybody says that here in virginia just my
0: family maybe, maybe. <laughs> i don't know that's like such a colloquialism in my brain like it just stays there it lives at the forefront of my mind
1: Okay, we can also ask people if they've heard that. It's so funny, the amount of things people bring up to me that they've heard, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. take
0: yeah. biddies. biddies. Yeah.
1: No, I think that's great. Let's keep it short and sweet for the holidays. Everybody, I hope you're surviving.
0: Yeah. Thriving. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe.
1: Oh, let's do this. Let's close out with like some tools to come back into your body. Yeah. When you're with family. Yeah. That are not sexual. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they could be sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Masturbate in the shower, y'all. It's a oh wonderful God, idea. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just kind of, let's popcorn it. Let's go back and yeah. forth. I'll think of something. You think of
0: something. Yeah. Um I would say alone time for mm-hmm. sure, going in your room, listening to music, doing whatever it is, your silent stillness, solitude to just get that recharge moment for yourself.
1: Yes. Um, I'd say movement, walks. So many of us have like a nice little exercise schedule at home and then Mm -hmm. we go to spend time with family and then we're like, ah, what's wrong with me? And it's because Mm -hmm. we haven't moved our bodies in days. Um, So whether or not you ask a family member to join you on a walk or whether you do one on your own, Mm -hmm. get your blood flowing. There's so much research that that helps complete the stress response cycle. So yeah, get out and move.
0: Yeah. You can also, um, if you're out of town in a place where you don't have a gym membership, most places will offer week-long memberships. Um, They're usually at Around like 10-15 bucks. Yeah, so yeah. feel free to go get one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like Planet Fitnesses, Crunch Fitness, they always have yes. like week long memberships. Um, I think what you kind of said a couple weeks ago about having copper or a rock mm-hmm. or something pokey mm-hmm. um to hold on to to really ground yourself. Um and in that same vein, grounding in the mornings. I mm-hmm. like to go outside, no mm-hmm. shoes, stand in the grass and just kinda like connect with the earth for a minute. Feels nice.
1: Yep. Um, I was just thinking kind of while you were saying that. This is so fun to popcorn with you. Um, I'm holding some water in my hands. Sometimes we don't, we don't eat or drink what we normally do mm-hmm. on vacations, too. Um, or we're having more, like, alcohol and yeah. fun beverages with family. So, yeah, make sure you're getting water. I yeah. know it's simple, but I so quickly forget to. I and too. then I'm like, why am I, like, so dehydrated and exhausted? Oh, because I haven't drunk water. So <laughs> drink your water, babies.
0: Yep. Um, for the people who are like me... And might have a little bit of anxiety and use weed. Uh Maybe bring a couple edibles. Uh (laughs) Maybe just have those in your back pocket for the days that are way too much and Mm -hmm. you just need to shut your brain off. Mm -hmm. That can also be CBD for people Mm -hmm. who don't partake Mm -hmm. or... I don't know.
1: There's so many homeopathics. I was yeah. going to say, too, go to your local health food store or to your Whole Foods or whatever if you have that in your neighborhood. And there's, yeah, these little lovely homeopathic pellets that you can get yeah. and ask somebody about them. Even, I swear, sometimes the placebo of thinking I'm taking something calming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wonderful. It is. Or grab some tea like yeah. some, and make it in the evenings. Mm-hmm. I, I love when I'm part of a big family, when I see another one of my siblings, like sharing with us something they're doing. Yeah. Like they're like, Hey, I'm going to make tea. It's this thing I'm starting to do with anybody else like any, um, you can, you can bring people in. Mm-hmm. I think one of the hard things about going home is that people know the old versions of us. We've yeah. talked about this before and that can be painful. Introduce them to the new one. Mm-hmm. Like just introduce them to the new one. Don't, don't waste your time it's silliness it is silliness
0: reminding yourself of the silliness i think is really important
1: mm-hmm. ooh journaling yeah mm, yeah coming back to yourself like or voice memoing like yeah. on that walk that you take if journaling feels like too much of a lift send a voice memo text a friend voice yeah. chat a friend
0: see if there are if you're in your hometown maybe reach out to old friends if you feel comfortable with them mm-hmm. i wouldn't necessarily put the pressure on you to reach out to people who are not in the same vein of growth that you mm-hmm. are
1: yeah helen's already done that with a couple people like kind of strategically place some things like mm-hmm. people that she's gonna see and i just think that's kind of brilliant because it gives you something to look forward to yeah in the crazy sure. yeah okay yeah y'all have a wonderful christmas time thank you for listening to this episode of sex ed for you where research meets reality. Uh, yeah, remember that these are just our opinions. Nothing, nothing too fancy. Um, we encourage you to do research. We encourage you to disagree with us. Um, always feel free to reach out and ask us um, where our research comes from or share more up-to-date research. It's always so fun. Um, you have a right to self determination, and this is yes our opinions and the things we have studied. But feel free to take what you like and leave the rest. If you're excited about this new year about 2024, and you want to get into some individual sexuality education of your own, reach out to us. Um, go to sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. Follow us on Instagram sex underscore ed underscore for underscore you. We have a monthly membership program. If you're like not into Interested in committing full full force to individual sex ed, um, and that's Hemlock. You can find that on our
0: website too. Yep, and we also have journal prompts for download. (gasps) That would be a great Christmas present for yourself or for others. It's you know a whole journey of self discovery and introspective thoughts. It's really beautiful. Um, They're January to December, but you can start anytime.
1: You really could. They're awesome. I know I wrote them. That sounds really crazy. But it was really fun to read them back and go, oh, my goodness, I would benefit from these Mm -hmm. um, in the year 2024. So
0: hope you do. And, yeah, share them or buy one for yourself. And they're on sale right now, $25. And they'll be $35 after Christmas. So now is the best time to get them. Get (laughs)
1: them. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye.